0: chapter 6, verse 12. It says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles, Simon whom he also named Peter, and Andrew, his brother James, and John, um, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew." Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon um, called, um, called Seus, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which also was um, the traitor. And uh, so here we see the apostles. I forgot to get another connection for this too, so see everything going on. But um, the word of God is perfect, amen? The law of the Lord is perfect, and so that's what we'll Amen. Um, we see that Jesus went to a mountain to pray, continued all night in prayer to God. Um, maybe that's the spiritual reason I got into backpacking. I be like Jesus, going up to the mountain. And so went up to Mount St. Helens a couple of weeks ago, climbed to the top. And then uh, um, I went reading the Bible, and I went to do some research. I'm like, how tall were these mountains that Jesus walked up to? And it was only about like 2,000 feet, and I'm like, "What in the world am I going like, over eight thousand feet more?" And, and so um, I, now I know I don't have to walk this high to get close to God. Amen. All right. Let's see, did, it, did someone push a button back there? No. Mm-mm. Seven, just change. Go ahead and cycle it through go from the line and go back to the tube on both of them. <laughs> now back on two. All right, maybe the computer, itself. Other Christians as well, and so I'm going to be going to one of the other people's homes um, in the coming weeks or so. So make some good connections there, amen. Anybody else? Any any testimonies? God's been good. The theme of the year is let the redeem of the Lord say so. We need more people say so. We need prayer requests. Two days, and I've been set free from all of it. I don't have anxiety, and I don't take my medication anymore. So, Amen. How, how, how did that happen? How did you break through? I just accepting the peace that God offers. You know, and Jesus gives you peace and joy. And focusing my attention on that instead of the world. And just get worked up, so. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. And the Bible does talk about how Jesus can give us. The that passes all understanding. um, The world may maybe won't understand it, um, but um, it's the peace Jesus gives. Amen. Alright, the apostles. We see the calling, the timing of um, the choosing of the apostles. Uh, um, We're first a calling to conversion. In John 1.35 to 51, we see um, he calls them to himself to come um, to faith. Um, we see that several heard John the Baptist preached um, that Jesus was the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. And so the disciples were listening to this message, and um, they followed him, and um, they, they embraced him by faith. They followed Jesus, but they still continued in their full-time jobs um, of secular work, earning their living, and then um, Jesus called them to ministry to um, really forsake all of what they were doing and to um, come follow him. Um, and he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Um, you see, a lot of the apostles, um, before they were apostles, that they were commercial fishermen. Many of them were, not all of them, but many of them were. Um, and that was their occupation. And Jesus says, follow me. And I'll make you fishers of men. That uh, we'll be leading other people um, to the kingdom of God um, through teaching and preaching repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And we see that they straightway left their nets and they followed. him. And so, as I said, this message is just going to be kind of a summary, an introduction. they have actually done this lesson in the past a few years ago, but I just God be a good one. To kind of give us an overview for um, us going into the individuals. And I will see on the timing uh, uh, the call to apostleship. Uh, We see, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named. Apostles. Um, anybody know what the word disciple means? Okay. All right. Uh, have about apostle? Okay, you can go ahead. I'm a student. All right, good. A student. Um, a learner. Uh, um, you know, like sometimes they about the disciple of such and such professor. It's, it's a student. They're, they're, they're learning. They're studying under someone. And so these they men were already called um, at this time. Now they've been saved, and they've been following Jesus some, and so they were called a disciple. Anyone know what the word apostle means? Uh, Solomon. Follower? Nope. It means a sent one. And so um, these apostles would be ones that Jesus would send out. And we don't usually use it in this sense today, but technically, um, in one sense, missionaries would be, it would accurate, to call them apostles. Um, now, they don't have the same office as the apostles here had as far as um, the miracles, um, those kind of things that they um, performed the as signs of an apostle um, in Acts chapter 1 or 2. Um, it talks about how to be chosen as one of those apostles. They had to come from the baptism of John. And I don't think anyone in here has been baptized by John the Baptist. Um, we have, and that'd be interesting. He really looked young. Um, but um, um, it would mean a sent one. So like a missionary would be you know, a sent one out of a local church, sent out to a foreign field. And so the time of Jesus, selected so the 12, um, maybe almost halfway through his ministry um, when he started. Now, it mentions them pretty early on, um, but this might already be almost a year and a half into his public ministry um, that he did for about three and a half years or so. And um, it divides um, the ministry of our Lord basically in two portions. In the beginning, Jesus' labored primarily by himself, his activities were confined to a smaller geographical location, primarily around Capernaum. And by the time when the twelve were chosen, his work had already grown, and so had the hostility against Christ. Um, Luke 5 17 mentions the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, the scribes, um, these that were supposed to be spiritual leaders. And many of them didn't follow that John the Baptist for a while until John started to point to Jesus as the Messiah. And on um, the call to be an apostle, apostle um, there was basically a call um, to martyrdom um, by commissioning them to preach his message that he was preaching. Um, and history shows that all but one um, perished as martyrs. Uh, and, and so we see. Um, I guess you could say two. Um, because I guess Judas didn't die as a martyr. He committed suicide. But um, as far as we know, John the Apostle did not die a martyr's um, death, as far as we're aware. And so, um, let see. We see Jesus had many adversaries, opposition. And why? One was in the beginning for healing the man with the palsy and forgiving his sins. And they're like, who could forgive sins but God? um, They didn't realize. That's the point. God was going with them in the flesh. We see that He ate and drank with tax collectors and sinners, um, those that people considered um, despicable. And um, I think even today we would put the IRS with sinners as well. Um, Things haven't changed much. um, So, Jesus ate with them. Um, he, he, he drank with them, and so he fellowshiped with them. He, he, he was amongst them. He didn't he did treat them as some kind of capsule way. And so the religious elite didn't like it. Um, um, he was accused of breaking the Sabbath by picking grain and killing a man with a withered hand. Because it was on the Saturday. It was on the Sabbath day. And, and so they're like, how dare you? And so, and they didn't really realize, you know, the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. And and so, so they really missed the point. And he asked them, you know, which one of you, if you um, basically see a neighbor's cattle fall in a ditch, are you really just going to leave it there? You're not going to help get it out. And so, he really brought out um, their hypocrisy. And so, we do see um, Luke mentions the growing opposition and. Um, and then Jesus chooses the 12 apostles. But these were ordinary men in every way. Um, no one was renowned for great scholarship. Um, we, we do see later the apostle Paul. He was known as a theologian, and he was a persecutor of the church in the beginning. But he was considered super intelligent, wise, in and and, and a lot of, of the law. But these other apostles here, before Paul was chosen later on, None of them were known for that, as far as um, we're aware. Um, none of them were theology students. Nothing at this time reports them as being eloquent orators. Or, um, um, they were like me probably. Um, they weren't um, intellectual giants, or nothing scripture says they were exemplary in the scriptures. Um, Jesus even says to them, Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And so the apostles were just ordinary, regular um, men of their time. Um, They were prone to mistakes. Um, They spoke at times when they shouldn't. Um, They had wrong attitudes at times. Um, there was pride. Um, There were times where they had weak faith and where they just were complete failures. And um, we're going to look through that in the coming weeks about each of these different apostles, the Bible talks about how the Word of God was written for our example, for our um, learning. And so we do see that Jesus does choose uh, the twelve apostles. He goes, but he didn't choose a single rabbi. You know, no wonder some of the Pharisees maybe were offended, you know, like Jesus chooses all these average people and didn't choose one elite rabbi Teacher, um, a master, um, one that they would look up to. It. And he didn't even choose a scribe, um, someone that would be responsible for writing um, copy into scriptures um, over and over to help preserve it. And he didn't choose a Pharisee um, or a Sadducee um, until we do see with um, Saul um, and becoming the Apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee, but um, with, with these original twelve, None of them um, were that. First uh, Corinthians 1 20 says, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Have not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. In verse 26, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised. Hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring in not things that are and no flesh should glory in his presence. And so this was common for God to do, to choose the ordinary, to redeem the one that was viewed as a great sinner and transform their life. And uh, not many kings, not many noble. Were there, were there some kings and noble women say, absolutely. But many times in their pride and their arrogance, they refused Christ. And you know what the Bible, Jesus went and preached to the poor. And so you know that those that um, would be considered maybe the least likely God had chosen to use and follow them. And so why 12? Anyone have any guesses why God chose 12 apostles? Not 6? Not 5? Not 8? All we do is really speculate. Okay, I don't have the answer. <laughs> uh, but um, the number 12 maybe have symbolic importance. We do see that there were 12 tribes in Israel, but Israel had become apostate. The Judaism of Jesus' time represented the corruption of the faith of the Old Testament. Instead of seeking God's praise, Israel followed a religion based on works of righteousness. And so their religion was legalistic, filled with hypocrisy, man-made regulations, and meaningless ceremonies. Um, it was heretical. It was based on physical descent from Abraham, rather than the faith of Abraham. You know, you see some of them uh, in the Bible saying, you know, we don't know where you are, but we are of the seed of Abraham. And J- Jesus and John the Baptist even um, said, you know what? God could make of these rock the seed of Abraham. And that is not about the works of the flesh or the bloodline that brings salvation. Someone is not saved because they were born into a Christian home. People are not saved because they've been uh, baptized as a baby. People aren't saved because great-grandpa was saved. You know you what, know, people here um, thought that because they were a Jew, um, that they were saved, And being a Jew, did not save them. They must have the faith that Abraham had, instead of the ritualistic works um, that they were depending on for salvation. And so we do see by choosing twelve apostles Christ was appointing new leadership for the new covenant. And uh, uh, the apostles represented new leaders, consisting of people who believed the gospel and were following the faith of Abraham. The 12 apostles also symbolized judgment against the 12 tribes of the Old Testament Israel. We see them in the future. The Bible says, "Be said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration of when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. He also shall sit upon the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And so in the future, the millennial kingdom or in the new heaven, um, that the apostles would be leaders rulers, judges amongst the 12 tribes of Israel. You see, they were ordinary men again. They often lacked spiritual understanding. They were slow to hear, slow to understand, as the Bible says at the time. And so they had a need for training. You know, we do see that they often lacked humility. Um, many times they had even little faith. Now, we look back and think, whoa, what great faith. But that's just when you really see the transformation after they spent three and a half years with Jesus and seeing um, the transformation that the Holy Spirit did in their lives. Uh, but in the beginning, Jesus called him of little faith. Now, um, afterward, he appeared unto the leavened as they sat at meat and upbraided him with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Remember, the, the woman who saw the resurrected Christ first. And the man here, they didn't believe it. They're like, no way. No way. Even though Jesus told them he would rise again. And he even told them he would rise again the third day. Yeah. You know In a way, you can't fault them. You know what? If someone told you they were going to rise from the dead, are you really going to just believe it? Probably not. But see, if these were men that really were into scriptures, then they could have had that faith. That, well, you know what? This matches this, this matches that. Jesus has fulfilled this prophecy already. Why doubt him fulfilling this next thing? And so we see um, that they lack commitment at times. We see when Jesus was taken, they all forsook him and fled. Um, um, We do see that John the Apostle um, ended up being there um, with him eventually and being there with Mary. And then Jesus told John, um, Behold thy mother. um, That John would be there to care. Um, for um, Jesus' mother. And so Jesus trained the disciples by continuing um, to teach them, um, teaching them about Him and giving, um, giving them missions to be involved in. Um, he answered their questions. Um, he spent time around them. Um, they argued him and over who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And yet Jesus taught and modeled humility and sermon. By washing their feet. Uh, When they had little faith, Jesus kept doing miracles, showing, proving he was the Son of God, that he was the Messiah. Jesus prayed for them to remain faithful in John chapter 17. And Jesus um, sent um, the Holy Spirit. Uh, But before that, they were empty of power. Um, Jesus often sent the apostles on short term mission assignments to visit villages, to preach the gospel of signs and wonders, confirming the message. Um, and and, and, and David got kind of focused on that. You know, like some of them today will um, brag about them being miracle workers or them speaking in tongues. Um, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago that came to our church on Wednesday night, and she said she grew up charismatic. And um, they they told her, hey, um, if you speak in tongues, we'll give you a cupcake. And so she goes, Yabba yabba doo doo. -doo." And so, and then I know, that is the same there. So I know, I spoke in tongues, so give me my cupcake. There's that kind of manipulation um, in um, various um, religions. You know, be, it would be any different if you were like telling a kid, hey, if you get baptized, um, we'll give you a supper. Um, and so, so we shouldn't be involved in any type of that kind of manipulation. But um, we see that the apostles, they said to Jesus, they said, they're like, wow, even the devils are subject unto us by thy name. By name, we cast this devil out. They were excited about it. And Jesus said, Rejoice not that the devils are subject unto my name, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that you're saved. Yes, maybe God would give some supernatural power to you, but that's not what you rejoice about. Rejoice that you're a child of God. See, before Jesus is sent to the Father, he commissions them on their own with the power of the Spirit to preach the gospel around the world and with signs and miracles authenticating the message that they preach. <laughs> see, they receive truth by divine revelation from God. Um, we see in Ephesians 3, uh, it says, If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, Lord, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote before in few words, whereby when he read, he may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit." And so um, we see their teaching was received with the same authority as the Old Testament Scriptures. Recognizes the Word of God, not merely as the Word of men. First um, Thessalonians 2 13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you receive the Word of God, which you he heard of us, you receive it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth the Word of God. Which he fetch for you work of also, in you that believe. Some of the writings were inspired by the Holy Spirit to be part of the New Testament. And some of the things that they spoke um, and wrote ended up becoming part of the canon of Scripture. Uh, um, The um, recorded revelation, Word of God, um, for us. They spoke with authority, they delivered his message, and they exercised his authority. We see um, Christians look to the apostles' leadership. Um, early in the great Acts and they kept on looking uh, unto the apostles, the elders, and um, um, we see um, it's the faithful church of Jerusalem grew and identified with the teaching of the apostles. Um, In Acts 2.42 it says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So that's what we've got. No, oh, that's the Apostles' doctrine. And we see that they were like the foundation, but Jesus was the chief cornerstone that that foundation was built upon. You see, that um, will be forever remembered in the new heaven. In mean, Revelation 21, it says, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city. The holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates were twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east, three gates, on the north, 3 gates, on the south 3 gates, and on the west 3 gates, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the land. And so this will be in the new Jerusalem, um, and the 12 apostles will be remembered with an eternal um, truth <coughs> So just some application. We'll give the apostles... They were ordinary men. You know, we here were ordinary people. pray people. And you know what? God used the apostles greatly, and he could use you greatly. God could use you in amazing ways, I'm um, just you yield yourself to Him. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow him, he will give you influence to influence others um, to eternal life. And so we simply need to be disciples, learners of Christ, um, to follow him, to study his word, to read it. Um, Satan may even tempt us, attempt to convince us that our shortcomings render us useless to God and to his church. But again, you look in the scriptures and you see failure after failure. You see Thomas doubting that Jesus was even resurrected. And doubts. Even though Jesus told him he would. And doubts. He goes, Unless I see um, see his hands and the, 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 the wounds in his hands and the despair from a side, I won't believe. And we often get on of Thomas, but you know what? All the other apostles had just those same doubts. They just got to see Jesus before he did. And Jesus said, you know what, blessed are you, you have seen and believed. But blessed are they who have not seen and yet will believe. You see, Peter often put in his foot in his mouth over and over again. Almost always missing things up. See as Jesus is being ready to be delivered, and Peter reacts and um, tries to cut the man's head off and um, barely misses. That's the zero. And um, we see um, Jesus at different times saying to Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Oh, that the work that Peter was doing was basically doing the work of Satan at different times. Wasn't so saying overall, but in those instances. He wasn't yielded to God. And there's going to be times where you know that you mess up. You may be guilty your past. You go, How can God ever use me? But well, we got many examples in Scripture. God used Jesus has a new illustration. To whom uh, little is forgiven, love of little. But to whom much is forgiven, love of much. He talks about no her sins being many forgiven. And she had an adoration and a worship for Jesus, but greater than any of the religious people have. These are the type of people that Jesus calls. Ordinary people, people that have messed up in their past. And have been messed up today. Christ's choice of the apostles testifies to the fact that God can use ordinary, unworthy people to turn the world upside down. That's what we see in Acts. It says they turn the world upside down with their message. It was not because they had extraordinary talents, unusual intellectual abilities, or powerful political and or some other special social status. They turn the world upside down because they yielded to God, and God worked in them to do it. And the glory belongs to the Lord. God can use our small, rural, country, sometimes awkward service for the glory of God. God chosen the foolish things of this world. Maybe it's why God had everything myself to. This is an illustration, and God has chosen the foolish things to accomplish great works for His kingdom. Second Corinthians twelve nine, the Apostle Paul said, and he said unto me, "My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me." And we just get to that point. We're like trusting God, like, God, your grace is sufficient. This is my weakness. I'm not good at it. But God, show yourself strong, truly. You know, growing up, I was bashful, I was shy. I wasn't the first one to go out there and make friends. You know, I, I waited on other people to come talk to me. Or if they didn't come talk to me, it was I surrender to preach, priest, so though God calling me a priest? And then after surrender, I'm like, what am I doing? I can't talk in public. We know God can use our weakness to make us strong. This will encourage Surrender to God. Surrender yourself to His will, oh God, whoever may be your will. Be something that doesn't hope by guess might another, The Bible does tell us our talents and um, our strengths to use those to the glory of God, but we're also to yield our weaknesses to the glory of God. Anyone so, have any questions? Any questions about the apostles yet? Yeah. All right, well, you'll be learning a lot of information um, about the different apostles in the coming weeks, and um, then probably won't even have any questions then. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, pray, and uh, uh, we'll go ahead go to this, Lord, and have some Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day, and just pray, Lord, that uh, you bless the this store and the time of fellowship, and Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you use our church, and Lord, that you use me as a pastor here, just uh, in my weakness, Lord, that you would be shown strong, and I uh, may be trust you. in Jesus' name, amen.